It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. Hi, my name is Jarvis, and I think the Falcons are going to trade down. And you never want your starter to be out of what some would say, I would say, is the biggest game of the season. But if a star is going to be down, that just means other stars are born. And that is all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review, and we appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, when you think about, you know, a friend of the show, you know, got a little news here. Elijah Wilkinson was signed by the Arizona Cardinals team. And you know what? That kind of leaves a big kind of big kind of hole at that left guard spot. And that's one of the spots that we've talked about how the Falcons need to focus in on, on getting locked up because we know this regime, that spot has been a question mark coming to every season. And it looks like right as of now, it's gonna be Jalen Mayfield, Matt Hennessy, Justin Schaefer. None of those names excite me whatsoever. And I but I think T, as we lead up to the draft, do you think this is a possibility that the Falcons are gonna solidify that spot by drafting somebody who can jump in that spot and just pencil them in right then and there, and that's your starter, and the Falcons have a, a, a formidable offensive line up front to start the season. Okay, let me be up front. I know we're not talking about the eight spot, are we? <laughs> are we? No, but I got a scenario that you might, that might, might, might. Oh, I'm not scaring you enough? I said, are we talking about the eight spot or not? No. As of right now, no. We're, my scenario does not involve the Falcons taking a guard at the number eight overall spot. No. no not, the answer your question is no. To my face. <laughs> yeah. Because what we're not going to do yeah. is draft an O-lineman at eight. What we're not going to do <laughs> is draft on offense. What we're not going to do is not draft on defense at eight. That's yes. where I stand. Now, what I will say, Jarvis, is this. I am perfectly okay if, now notice I'm putting a caveat on it, Okay, yeah. of course. Yes. The Falcons we do. things to fall in their favor <laughs> such that they can maybe draft back, Ooh. get some capital, yes. and then I might halfway be okay yes. with an O-lineman in the first round, especially because, like you said, this was already a questionable spot, even with Elijah Wilkinson, because he was solid. He was he solid. played nine games. He was solid, exactly. but he only he nine games. Solid. He only played yeah. half the season. Exactly. So you have to take that into consideration. That's part one. Now, part two is I'm also okay if the Falcons happen to stay at the eight spot or even move back slightly, like say a 10 or you know 11 spot, if you will, and mm-hmm. keep that defense, but maybe take that, what, number 44 pick and move that back into the first round to get that O-lineman. I'm perfectly okay with that because we do understand that if we want Desmond Ritter to be successful and if we want 
the running game to maybe not even just stay at third in the league across the entire NFL, but maybe even be, be number one. better. Yeah. Exactly. If you yeah. want that, then you have to continue to invest in the trenches. That's why I wanted to say as, as I get about, you know, not going deep <laughs> yes. into that number eight pick, there are some scenarios and some caveats where that could happen and I'd be okay with it. I love the fact that you st- stick into that Tanitra mantra. I, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. But here's here's a scenario, T. Let me give you a scenario as to why I feel like the Falcons are, they may be preparing for it to move back. You know, mm-hmm. one of the top 30 visits with Anthony Richardson, right? And I think that as of right now, the way people have been loving on him, he's going top 10. Like, there's no – it's just a matter of where. And I think that if there's a scenario where he falls to that eighth spot and, and somebody is – that's clamoring for a quarterback, need a quarterback, and they, they're going to see a scenario. I see a scenario where that team trades up. And also, there are a couple of guys that the Falcons could draft that will be available if they were to say to move back to that 14 or even 15 slot. And there's two names that one of the guys I've, always, I've already been, uh, mentioned on this show that I really like, and I think he's going to be a really good um, NFL football player, and that is Keon White. I think he, if you move back, you pick up some extra picks and you and you move back and you can maybe pick up a guard that you like in that second round. There are some guys out there, I promise you, that, that can play football. Guys like Cody Mock out of North Dakota State. Those some of those guys that, that can really, really play some football. And the guy that I really liked down when I was down at the Senior Bowl team, a guy by the name of Osiris Tomps, Torrance, excuse me, he is a guard out of Florida. The guy about 6'4", 6'5", 330 pounds. He's a mauler. The Falcons have already met with him. Mm-hmm. And now when you think about, you know, being able to solidify that that offensive line, yeah. because like you said, like nobody, everybody gets tired of talking about, oh, what has Matt Hennessy going to do? Can Jalen Mill figure it? Jalen Mayfield, excuse me, get it, get it figured out. You know, or is Justin Schaefer a guy who they drafted in the yeah. sixth round? You know, like, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm tired of that. I want, I want you, to, I want to, I want to put a name in there and be like, okay, this is the starter, and here's what we're talking about. Now we're talking about development. We're talking about cohesiveness of with the, the guys that we know are going to be up front, and we're not having a round table of guards being cycled in when guys can't stay healthy or they're just not performing to where they need to be. And you know, if this scenario plays like plays out like this, T, I'm kind of I'm, I'm starting to feel like this is where the where the Falcons are pre- at least preparing for because you know we, when you're talking about potentially four quarterbacks going in the top ten. That's going to push people down, and it's going to push a certain a certain group of uh, players down to the Falcons, where they might not have to trade down because it might be an edge rusher that you never thought that might be there, or a Jalen Carter might be sitting right there at that eight spot for your taking, or somebody if you don't want Jalen Carter and somebody covers Jalen Carter because we know. The Chicago Bears, they're salivating at that number nine spot. Like, please, we were considering drafting him number one overall. Let him come to Chicago in the Windy City. So I think that there are a lot of scenarios right now that I feel like they're going to work out in the Falcons' favor, given where they are. And I think that if you get a guy like a Keon White or Osiris Torrance, I I think you're going to be – you're going to be cooking with grease. And I think this this draft is going to go really well for Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith. And that's why you play chess and not checkers. That's why you go to Anthony Richardson's pro day because you're getting people to think, now, wait a minute, are they going to go Torrance because they met with him? Are they going to go Richardson because they met with him? And you keep all of those cards played close to the vest because on draft night, 
that's where you get to say, well, we are considering because we visited him on his pro day or we met with him. To me, I always said that when we got confirmation that the Falcons were at Anthony Richardson's pro day, that never to me signaled that they were going to draft him. But that did signal to me that they're playing chestnut checkers because they're not going to tell you that they're not going to draft. They're not going to tell the other 31 teams that they were sitting there just like the other 32 team, 31 teams evaluating him for his potential, but it may not be his potential to play with the Falcons. It may be his potential to be a chip that the Falcons can utilize for who they really need. Absolutely. And, and another team in the city T, you know, yesterday was four or four day. We celebrated by awarding the Braves. Yeah. You know, I got to represent today with the uh, four or four representer award from ATL day ones. T they represented by getting that dub had Dylan Dodd on the mound, absolutely doing his thing, T. And when you think about what this, the depth on this roster and, you know, what, how Alex Anthopoulos has built this team, you got to just give him kudos for being able to have the confidence in the rookie to get the call up, put him out there on the mound, and then he goes out there and performs and absolutely puts out, puts out work, T. Like, I don't even know where to start because it was just so many things that I saw last night. This team just got me so excited. It's at least 100 games this year, like at least, and I think this, this, this team is going to run away with the NL at least this year. That's where I am right now, T. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> That is a wonderful way. The wonderful thing to be a Dylan Dodd did not disappoint in his major league debut. And you talk about Brian Snicker having confidence in Dodd, but it was great to see Dodd have confidence in himself. Yes. Gets on the mound. And how is your first strikeout in the majors against a future Hall of Famer in Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, oh, just to God. be able to stand and get that. You know, MVP Paul, Go- Paul yeah. Goldschmidt. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like he, he posterized him, like a posterizing version yes, of you know, what you would do in the majors of what we see in, in the NBA. But yeah, what a great one earned run, one earned run. And after that, no more. And it was wonderful also to see him get three strikeouts and, and to see him go as long as he did. Because yeah. when you are able to pitch five innings, in the majors, I mean, in this day and age, that's like pitching a complete game. So, yeah, definitely pretty excited much. to see that because when you think about it juxtaposed to, hey, they re- they gave him pretty much the call up before game one, like, hey, you're on. And we now know Max Fried has been placed on the 15-day IL. So to have him in that space was just really, really exciting. And then to see the bullpen come through, A.J. Mentor, of course, with the scoreless ninth, but to see the rest of that bullpen come through and just take it scoreless the rest of the way, I mean, that's pretty darn impressive for the St. Louis Cardinals because they have some big bats, too, for the oh, St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals. Well, Arnaldo is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's a one for eight innings. That yeah. is pretty darn impressive, not just by Dylan Dow, but that entire pitching staff. Yeah, the, the bullpen was amazing. Jesse Chavez coming in and just absolutely dealing. I think I think there are some the, the true pros T with his rule chains are gonna really benefit from this pitch clock because those yeah. guys were up there working. I'm talking yeah. about like give me the ball back. Ooh, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. And, and I think that that is a, it's amazing to see how the the game has sped up. But I think it's also uh, good to see for me because I love when professionals get challenged and like you know from rule changes or what have you and having to adjust their games to kind of make sure that they don't aren't violators of those of those rules mm-hmm. and just to see how the bullpen was able to work I think it's going to be amazing amazing to watch going forward with with them 
And yeah. you know, the other thing is we talk about just a complete game. We talk about a complete game and to see the two defensive stops by Ronald Acuna Jr. that saved a couple of runs. And then as we talked about Austin Riley and, you know, how we were having our conversation about the potential for four players to hit 40 home runs. When you're out there hitting home runs in the first inning, two games in a row, I kind of like the, the Braves' chances. Absolutely. Yeah, we love the Braves' chances. How about this? We like the Hawks' chances for getting the AC. What? Who said that? We'll talk about that next. But first, we got to talk about FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. People, it is the number one sports book in America. If you have not tried it yet, where have you been? You guys have been listening to the number one podcast in America. So go ahead and mess with the number one sports book in America. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Now, if you are a new customer, they have the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the app, y'all. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line, points scored, or even threes drained. They got everything right there, over-unders. Like, what? Rebounds, assists. They got everything you need. So, plus, you can even... For you can even um, combine your bets, excuse me, for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So miss, so don't miss your chance to get just no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So Hawks fans, keep it real. Did you bet? <laughs> For the Hawks to win once you got confirmation early in the day that Trey Young was out due to a non-COVID illness to the point where he wasn't even traveling with the team. So hopefully he'll be better and ready to rock and roll tonight. But no worries. Sometimes, Jarvis, when a star is out, then that allows another star to be born or for somebody mm -hmm. to really just have a breakout game or to solidify what we already knew. And we could give superlatives all across the board in that 123 to 105 win against the Bulls, right? First yeah. of all, you do take care of business, the Hawks do. You get the season series split so that the Bulls don't have that in their hand, that the season series win, and now you're two games up on them versus one, sitting in that eighth-place spot, which was important because right. the Raptors beat the Hornets. So you absolutely yes. need to take care of your business, but you did. And not only did they do it taking care of their business, but Jarvis, even in the fourth quarter when the Bulls had several attempts at a comeback where they got the lead down to nine, Every single time there was a different Hawk who came to the rescue, whether it was a DeJounte Murray defensive play or it was a Sadiq Bay three or it was uh, Jalen Johnson. It didn't matter. Every single time a not only did a Hawk step up, Jarvis, but it was a different Hawk that stepped up. And it's funny because, like you said, was Jalen Johnson listening to us yesterday? Because we definitely <laughs> called him out yes, as well yes. guy, along with A.J. Griffin, just having a solid yeah. him yep. to be great. Just be solid and Onyeka Okongu doing his thing again. So before we talk about Bogdan Bogdanovich and go to the bench mob, because you and I talked about that yesterday and how much they are getting back to form. Yeah, I think this is the development piece is really starting to shine through. Um, because when you see the confidence these guys are playing with, Quinn's not even talked about how Sadiq Bay and how he's been pushing those guys to 
put those guys in the paint. And it was it was just a sight to see when when uh, Sadiq Bay saw, I think it was Kobe White, was guarding him. He was like, man, what? Man, I'm about to right. face you up. I'm about to turn. <laughs> go school. Let me go ahead and back this dude down really quick and, and show him what time it is because y'all going to have to change this lineup, Coach Billy Donovan. You're going to have to change this up because I'm going to take advantage of this every yeah. time, man. You just yeah. saw it. It was time and time again getting into the paint. And I think what the Hawks ended up with seventy points scored in the paint. So when you think about that aspect, it's just like understanding what what the trying figuring out what the what your what your advantage is right against this team in the matchup and without your star player right and Trey Young and, and then going out and saying hey this is what we're going to try to do and then when you actually go out to the court you have to execute right and then those guys were able to go out to execute that game plan and it was just a beautiful sight to see to see those guys go out mm-hmm. there and come up with a game plan with Snyder and go out there and execute that bad boy to the T and then you know of course the guy that we call out the guys that we've pay, been paying attention to to go out there and ball like Jalen Johnson did T like yes. I don't know who this team is but I'm just like okay can y'all add Trey back in here and still be the same team but, like that's yeah. that's what that's, yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to T that's exactly what I'm looking forward uh, uh, to against the um the Washington Wizards yeah and that's your next level that's your next level yep. of play when you can insert your star who can take over a game all by himself but you don't allow him to because last right. night you saw you saw vintage Hawks you saw Pat Hawks they move the ball. There's beautiful spacing. Everyone knows their assignment. They understand it, and they actually make good on their assignment. That's what yeah. we saw in every player last night. And you have to see that because when you're talking about a team that has six players in double digits, four out of five starters in double digits as well, and you're talking about multiple players who are right on the edge of a double-double with rebounds or assists, take your pick. DeJounte Murray, for example, could have been a double-double either way. He played that kind of game. So don't get caught up in maybe him having, what, 17, 18 points. Look at the whole stat line because the box score and the whole stat line for every single player, that's what tells the story. The other thing is, Jarvis, I want to go back to something you said. In addition to the points in the paint, 70 points in the paint for the Hawks, they really handled the Bulls in the paint and handled them in a clean way. Nobody was in foul trouble last night. That is yeah, huge when you think about Jalen Johnson yeah. and Onyeka Okongo and some of the challenges that they would have in defending in the front court, right? But we didn't right. see that last night. So when you start to see those things, maybe it won't matter necessarily this year in terms of you know possibly getting out of the play-in or even getting out of the first round. But you made a great point in that this is a learning opportunity, a development opportunity where we're starting to see these players on that bench, be so critical to the Hawks being successful and then having players on the bench like Bogdan Bogdanovich, who had a game-high 26 points, being able to go 5 of 10, I think for, from 3 like crazy, scored the first 8 points of the game. So yeah. he literally set the stage and established himself early and then was consistent throughout. And then to put Sadiq Bey in that starting lineup, like you said, and him saying, wait a minute, they're going to keep giving me this mismatch? I think mm-hmm. I'll take it. Everybody... Yeah knew exactly what was needed of them. And I think when you do that, here's something that we don't talk about as well. Then you give a guy like Clint Capella the opportunity to not have to overextend himself in a game and then be exhausted as we're running down the stretch and trying to get into this playing game, playing tournament and make some noise. So I was seeing it, like you said, in the short term. And I'm excited because guess what? Guess who they did back-to-back wins against 
the last time they had back-to-back wins, March 8th through the 10th, the Wizards. Yes. And they did it in D.C. So if they could do it in D.C. back on March 8th and 10th, and they're bringing the Wizards here tonight, that makes me very confident. Like we said, we don't get overly excited and expect things, but it does make me confident about what we could see tonight at State Farm. And you know what kind of brought that little feeling? I was like, all right, man, all right, y'all playing really well, so, you know, when is it going to happen? And I thought that was going to happen, like, going into halftime, right? They were up by 20, and then they went on uh, – the uh, Bulls went on an eight-point uh, uh, run right before halftime. I was just like, oh, boy, here we go. But sure enough, they went into halftime, came right mm-hmm. back out in the third quarter, T, and they got right back on it. And I think that those are some of the little things that I feel like that are going to help this team. Not not necessarily make us get expectations for this team. Those aren't coming back. But it make us feel good about them going into, like you said, this play-in tournament in these last three games to, hey, you know, end the, end the season on, 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 on a five-game winning streak. You know, go ahead and match your highest winning streak of yeah. the uh, entire season. So that's cool. I'm, t- I'm, I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, this team is – is 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 slowly working its way into some respectability, and I think that you know they want to be respected, and because you know the Chicago wasn't a team that you know that was flailing around. They were on a win streak. Right. They were pushing yeah. towards you know being a, a, a legitimate um, playing tournament playing tournament opponent. So I, I think that this was a good win for the Hawks, especially without Trey Young being on the floor. So uh, I, I'm looking forward. No expectations. I'm looking forward to them, you know, extending that winning streak tonight against the Wizards. Yeah, and I also like the fact that we always have a conversation, and I'm talking about always. Every time we preview a game, you and I go down the list, and particularly we go and look at the other team's bench and says, oh, dear, who's going to be the X Factor tonight? Kobe White was going to be that X Factor. He was supposed to be that guy for the Bulls. He wasn't. I mean, he had a yep. solid game, but he didn't torch the Hawks. That was another thing that made me excited because I felt like from a game plan perspective, and this is a, a shout out to Quinn Snyder, from a game plan perspective, okay, we're looking we're looking for that X-Factor assassin who's going to try to down us at the perfect moment where, you know, they can kind of go in for the kill and they made sure that they neutralized him. And I think if that's something that we can see again from them, then they should be good to go tonight. We shall see down at State Farm Arena. But this is the thing. 404 day. Jarvis, it didn't disappoint because the Hawks and the Braves won. So today you should be celebrating with a Bill Bar as opposed to drowning your sorrows because both your teams got a dub. And you know what? It's an easy thing to do. All you got to do is go to built.com where you can find all of their latest and greatest flavors. So you guys know me. I like to rock with anything almond. But if you're the type of person who likes coconut or any of those kind of, I kind of call them exotic flavors, go for it. They've got bars. They've got puffs. They've got only 130 calories in a bar. Look, it's swimsuit season. You know, you got to get your fine on. Let Bill Barr help you to get there, right? Yeah, so you can also, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Undress season. So you can yeah, go, go to Bill.com and you can place your order. Or now you can even go to Walmart and you can get a box of Bill Barr. It's four candy bars in a box. Or you can get 13 in a box right at Sam's Club. So don't forget to go to Bill.com. Four grams of sugar. Not a bad look there as, as well or at all. And, of course, mm-hmm. 15 grams of protein. Again, built.com. It's healthy. It'll make you happy and it'll make you whole. 
Absolutely. Get yourself a built bar. Stop playing around, man. Summertime is right around the corner. But Locked On Sports Atlanta family, we want to thank you for making, helping us get to 6,000 subscribers. Really appreciate you. You guys have been doing your thing and, and, and dropping those good jewels and comments on, on, the, on the channel. So that helps us grow as a channel because we are a Locked On Sports Atlanta family, and you guys are a part of that as well. We really appreciate you. But, T, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. This one right here, T, this kind of it kind of uh, hit me, hit home with me a little bit as far as you know as I was yesterday I was telling you about this. There's a North Carolina A and T uh, HBCU. There was a young man, a suspect, who was arrested on campus, and they found over a thousand rounds of ammo when they searched his car because he was chasing unarmed security guards around campus and then yelling at law enforcement and everything. And once they searched his car, they found a thousand rounds of ammo, all different type of handguns, pistols, blow dart guns. And, and when you think about the, the gravity of this, this particular situation and what could have happened, thankfully, police were able to, you know, apprehend the young man and then he's going to go where he needs to go. Because we don't, Lord knows we can't take no another mass shooting on the HBCU campus because that's just not something that we want to see. And it, I think this is something that we we glad that the end result was, hey, the guy has been apprehended and no one was, you know, no, unfortunately, no lives were taken. Indeed. I could not agree with you more because my mind and my heart and spirit went to parents and how. Right. How parents are entrusting their their kids, you know, in your case, going from Atlanta to, uh, and I was about to say the bad word, FV. So I'm going to say, yeah, no, 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 Albany. <laughs> going yes. down to Albany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have, yeah, I would have gotten blasted for FV. But yeah, That's like, right. you know, and I was only an hour away, right? I was only an right. hour away, but still, when I yeah. went to grad school, that was four hours away, and so I think about the parents. And how they're entrusting their kids and just hoping and praying and, and even believing that they'll yeah. come back. But when we were in school, that wasn't an issue. Like that wasn't anything. No, I mean, maybe parents were thinking about, hey, I hope they travel safely back. They have traveling graces when they're driving back home. Or we hope that they don't get into some type of club fight or something goes wrong in the, in the spot. But right. this, this is like next level. And I can recall actually having a conversation with a parent at one of our uh, Xavier, we call them um, XUNU events where our admissions group goes around the country and meets with students and parents and parents saying, okay, like our kids are going to be okay in New Orleans, aren't they? And yeah. that's a sad commentary that that's one of the top questions that's asked at these admissions events, as opposed to trying to get resources for these students, learning more about our campus and what the university provides. We have to talk about the safety of a student who's just trying to get a leg up and put themselves in position to be successful and contribute to society. So sad commentary that somebody would spend that kind of time putting together that type of diabolical scheme for people to lose their lives, students, children, essentially, to lose their lives. Yeah, and acquiring all of that ammunition and, and all of those weapons and, and just like and putting it all together in the car and mm-hmm. saying, hey, I don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm about to do something like that is. Yeah, like 
shout out to you know the uh, the campus police and and the local law enforcement Indeed. for making minimizing this situation yeah. and and moving on and putting this dude under the jail uh, where he belongs. Now, on a lighter note, T. Speaking of uh, professionals and, and, and doing something and making an impact, how about this? You know, Magic Johnson is a part of Commanders, and he was on uh, the Today Show not too long ago, and they were asking him about by, uh, purchasing or putting in a bid for the Washington Commanders. We all know the, the, all the controversy that has come with Daniel Snyder since he's been the owner of that team. But how about this? How about ha- adding an NFL team to your portfolio, T, because, and saying that, and I thought that it was just really cool for, to hear Matthew Johnson say, yeah, you know, this is all we have left to add, you know. <laughs> I was just like, how you just casually speak, speak about adding a $6 billion asset to your portfolio? That is just so super cool to me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, I thought it was a boss move, and this is kind of taking it back in the day, right? Right. And you think about, I was thinking about the, the movies, the movie theaters. Remember the Magic Johnson yeah. Theater? Oh, yes, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was very interesting to me to hear his comments. And then I thought it was a boss move to have a partnership or a stake in the Dodgers because that's a World Series champion, if you will. So, yeah, yes. he is the blueprint of what life after playing sports should look like. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Magic, and my dad was a huge Laker fan, so I had no choice but to fall in love with the man, you know, the myth and the legend of Magic Johnson. So, yeah, I think he's he's going to be – hopefully they get that team, they get that squad and kind of make some changes around and change that environment because we all know they need as much change and much uh, diversity and inclusion thinking over there as they can possibly get. Now, and folks, we want to thank you guys. For thinking about us and making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And re- remember, why don't you go ahead and check out Locked On Sports Today and make it their second listen of the day. And, you know, you can find it wherever you find this podcast. We're everywhere, and they are everywhere as well. So good, check them out, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And last but not least, before we get out of here, I do this each and every day. People, if you don't do anything today, make sure that you share love Show love, and most importantly, spread love. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.